so future Joe, uh, how, how's the weather now? Oh, has not stopped raining. Deluge, floods everywhere. Um, yeah, soaked to the skin most of the time. How about you? Amazingly tropical for Northern Britain. Uh, you know, almost, I would say, rainforest-like. Um, the humidity, you know, heat. Uh, I might be going down with malaria. Welcome, everybody, to episode 256 of the Midfaith Crisis podcast. My name is Nick Page, and there is Joe Davis. Hello. Hello from the future again. <laughs> yes, we're back in the future. We're pre-recording this because we're both away on holes at various points over September. Um, so no church notices and no uh, how are yous, because I have no idea how you are at this present moment in time. Um but we've got another interview for you. And uh, Joe, set this one up, please. OK, well, um, as I said before, um, you know, we get a lot of people saying, you know, someone's written a book. Would you like to interview them? And the answer is always no, apart from this time, because the book looks so interesting. It's called In Search of Stillness, Using a Simple Meditation to Find Inner Peace. And it's by a lady called Joanna Godfrey Wood. I had not uh, come across her before. She is a Quaker and a very interesting uh, human being indeed, and just lovely uh, to interview her and talk about the book. I, I've, you, you know, she's a Quaker, so she's a bit quieter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I often think, as I've sometimes thought with you, I would make a better job at promoting the books than, than the actual author would. <laughs> so I seemed yes. a lot more enthusiastic about it than her, I thought. But uh, it's, it's, it's great stuff, and it's a lovely little book. And what I really like about it is very practical. So, um, yeah, commend it, commend it to you. And I commend this interview to you. Well, I am delighted to welcome to the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast, the wonderful Joanna Godfrey Wood. Joanna, welcome. Thank you. It is lovely to have you with us today. Now, I have to admit, we don't know each other, do we? We've had the briefest of phone calls. But when, um, when your publisher sent me a preview of the book, it, it looked interesting. I got my own copy. Um, in search of stillness, uh, using a simple meditation to find inner peace. And I thought, well, who doesn't want that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I certainly do. So, so um, reading through it, just thought, oh, this sounds wonderful. And you seemed like a great guest. But for those who don't know, including me, <laughs> please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Joanna Godfrey Wood. I'm mm. 71 years old. Great, you do not in... look it. <laughs> Sorry, carry <laughs> what on. Does, what does it look like? <laughs> I don't know. Not that. <laughs> um, I live in North London and have done so all my working life. I'm married with two children and two grandchildren. Excellent. Um, I'm the only Quaker in the in my immediate family mm. at the moment. Um, I come from a, fam a long line of Quakers on both sides. So I've had Quakerism from a very early age. Wow. I think the first time I remember being in a meeting was when I was about four, probably. Mm -hmm. In those days, this was in the 1950s, um, no one really explained very much to children about anything, as far as I can remember. And um, <laughs> I certainly didn't. 
I wasn't prepared in any way, but it immediately meant something um, mm. very profound to me. And um, I sort of interpreted mundane things such as seeing the trees, the leaves in the trees mm. fluttering outside the window. And I thought, oh, yes, that's God, that kind of thing. So wow. it was on that kind of very basic level. That's and um, of course, since then, I've been in and out of it. I went to a Quaker boarding school wow. in my teens, which was a very sort of, it was in the 60s, and it was a very sort of laid back mm. type of education. Again, we weren't told very much about Quakerism, um, but all the staff at that time were Quakers. So you kind of got a kind of osmosis mm. going on. Mm. Um, of people absorbing ideas about um, Quakerism and that kind of thing. Well, um, you know, I I must admit I'm quite ignorant. I, I, like I said to you just beforehand, the only the only real thing I know about Quakerism is what I read when I had to read a book called A Testament of Devotion by Thomas Kelly, and 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 I loved it, and I, I pulled that book out knowing that I was going to be chatting to you and realised that. Uh, you know, I underline books a lot, but nearly all the book is underlined. And just he introduced me to this idea of the light within and this sense that God it's when I started to realize God's not out there somewhere. God is God is in here. The light is within. Yeah. And I think that really was so significant for my own spiritual journey. For people who don't know, how would you sort of sum up what Quakers believe? Oh, it's a very unfair question, but, you, you know, can can you sort of say in simple terms what Quakers believe? Um, well, we don't have a, any one belief system. Oh, right. Well, there we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so unlike other churches and faiths, we don't have a creed. Mm. Um, so it's more of a way. It's something that you... Mm. you live really you live out in your actions or you try to yeah um so uh, i don't want to um talk too much about what it's not but i suppose it does make it clearer to say there's no set when you go into a quaker meeting mm. you never quite know what's going to happen because no. there's no one in charge there are um elders right. who are sort of on duty but they're more to sort of hold the meeting as it mm. should be held and um, to make sure nothing untoward happens. Okay. Um, but the whole thing could pass in complete silence for an hour. Wow. Um, that seems to happen quite a lot these days. Or alternatively, it could happen that somebody stands up and says something um from the heart from quite a deep place mm. and all of a sudden you'll get other people saying things too which may or may not be connected okay. with, with that um when people minister anyone can minister i should say right. um when people minister it has to come from really before you speak before you stand up and speak you should test yourself to see whether your words are coming from the right place okay or you know are they just for you or are they for everybody else um so there's that that needs sort of serious 
consideration really and that's that's really the sort of god thing coming through it sounds very intriguing indeed well thank you um so in search of stillness what why did you write this book right well i was um Actually, it's a bit of a lockdown book. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was doing, I'd already done quite a lot of research into Quaker history, mm-hmm. um, 17th century, um, which is when Quakerism started. Right. And I was very inspired by the writings of Margaret Fell and George Fox, who were two mm-hmm. of the early Quakers, mm. very earliest Quakers from mm. that time. And I started noticing words in both their texts that were very inspiring and I thought needed looking at seriously. Mm. Um, One of the things that I've put in the front of the book is um, by George Fox, which is Mm. very well known by Quakers today. And it's a sort of instruction to us, really, as to how to be in meeting and in life itself. And I found it very inspiring. Um, it's be still and cool in thy own mind. And so this idea of stillness, which Mm. is an inner state. Yes. And weirdly today, when I was out and about, I I was in the um, Quaker bookshop in Houston, Mm. and they've got this quote emblazoned Mm. above the... um, cooler cabinet in the cabinet. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which Excellent. Slightly strange place for it to be, but it's mm-hmm. it's a sort of prominent quote and it, it sort of seems to express something about how to behave in a Quaker meeting how, and how to be in life really. Mm. Sort of mm. take a step back, take a deep breath, um mm. don't react too impulsively, listen, mm. um, listen to yourself but listen to others. I mean, I think this probably Fox was inspired by daily Bible readings and probably Mm. it came from um, the quote um, from Kings, which is, Mm. and after the earthquake, a fire, Mm. but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still small voice, Mm. which... Everyone yeah. probably knows all yeah. of people. <laughs> so, some will, yes, sure. And yeah. I noticed quite early on you draw a distinction between stillness and silence. So do you just yeah. well, silence, that? silence um, is really the sort of superficial end of that. Okay. You know, but, well, for a start, there really isn't silence, is there? No. No, no such thing. (laughs) Especially not in when you're trying to hold a quiet space, Mm. like in a Quaker Mm. meeting. Yeah. There are always people rustling, there are people coughing, Mm. there are people drinking water these days. (laughs) Yeah. There are birds tweeting, traffic, people mowing Mm. their lawns, all that kind of thing. So, Mm. there's no way you can rely on that kind of peace and quiet. Sure. So really you have to look at something that's a bit deeper and that is the stillness at your centre within, really. And I think that's wonderful and that's a very inspiring idea. And I suspect a lot of us are thinking, well, we'd love to have stillness at the centre. So what is your hope for people who, who buy this book from you? Well, what I hope is that 
I mean, I had this um, strange experience. I think it might have been during the lockdown time mm. where I was standing at a very busy intersection trying to get across the road, mm. waiting for the lights to change. And, you know, there are people going backwards and forwards, lots of mm. noise, lots of rush, lots of impatience, mm. lots of thoughts buzzing around, lots of things people have to do. Um, but quite unexpectedly, I felt myself sort of going on pause. And, you know, I looked to see whether there's a green man yet. Mm. And, you know, there was a sort of pressure, but I felt strangely calm. Mm. And I just had that feeling as though I could sort of cope with things. And I suppose I took that feeling forward and started to look at other aspects of life that perhaps we're all finding quite worrying mm. and seeing how a practice a meditation practice could help us all to get through these sort of frazzled yes terms. so so you've written quite a practical book haven't you for sort of yeah. different situations in life like when you're feeling yeah. very tired or when you're having trouble sleeping or you, you know just when you're making decisions when you need a bit of balance in life and and i like that so you've taken circumstances that i think probably all of us would relate to at different times and you're trying to say that even here it seems to me there is stillness to be found yeah. and that this is going to be of benefit to you if you can find stillness yeah. in precisely these times yeah so it's a, a kind of deep state that you can use in the everyday mm. and you don't have to be thinking about religion on sundays kind of religion no. it's a practice that you can use all the time and it's not just for quakers either it's for anybody yes yes now is this going to just be on sale in sort of religious bookshops or is it does it find a space in another section of a bookshop do you think um it's well i'm hoping it would get more you mm. know spread around a bit into ordinary yeah. bookshops yeah sure at the moment it seems to be most people buy it via the normal mm. online routes mm. um and also you can order it in ordinary bookshops and i know lots of people yeah who Sure. Have done so. sure. And that's quite possible. And would you draw a distinction between between the stillness you're advocating here and, and sort of meditation as perhaps many of us would know it from a more Eastern tradition? Are they the same thing? Is there a nuanced difference here? What do you uh, think? This is just um I don't know much about the Eastern tradition. I mean, I have tried Eastern meditations. I think it's mm all the same thing really mm, interesting um so this meditation um that i put together that came from directly from early quaker early quakers mm. it's mm. all it is basically is sit comfortably close your mm. eyes or adopt a soft gaze yeah. pause all your everyday thoughts go within to your center I think most people would recognise mm. what the centre is. Yeah. Find the place where everything is still. Stay in this place until you know it fully. Mm. However long that is. Emerge and then move forward yeah. with your normal day. 
And what I did was take all those scenarios you've mentioned. Mm. Yes, and there's lots of them. Um, yeah. yeah. Finding self-acceptance. Yeah. Or That's the key doing one. nothing. I mean, yeah. some of them are not about not doing and some of them are about doing. Yeah, the sure. Fear of missing out. And what I did was adapt yes. that basic meditation into all these different scenarios, uh, sometimes including a mantra, you yes. know, a word that you can use, you can focus on yeah. in a positive way. Mm. Um, or just a question, mm. one more question. And that's just a way of making... Yeah, the scenario work for you. I really like that. I really like the different words you use in different circumstances because they they seemed really uh, really helpful. I I wonder what for you, what do you think, and what have you found to be the benefit of finding stillness in everyday life? What would you say it has done for you, and what do you hope it will do for readers of this book who perhaps are not as experienced, not Quakers, not used to finding stillness within? What do you hope is going to be the benefit for them? I think the most important thing is to, for us as a, for humanity, is to work together as a community yeah. rather than as individuals. So I think listening to each other is really really important mm. and so that's already quite embedded into Quaker practice because we mm. have to listen to each other in the silence and yes. um, that is carried over into our business meetings as well right. so we get the situation say we've got something that we're kind of arguing about mm. Um, it could be anything. It could be something quite mundane, like whether to have mm. new windows or not in the meeting. <laughs> sure, yeah. Or it could be something much more major, such as changing the way we do things on a nationwide mm. level. Mm. And lots of different, lots of people disagree about this quite vehemently. But when you get them together, all listening to each other, and they have to listen mm. because it's a silent meeting. And it's yes. a still meeting with people yeah. focusing inwardly and they're connected because they're in mm. the space with a group of others. Mm. Uh, that's when you can get decisions okay. made very effectively because people are putting their egos aside. Yes. Wow. And they're listening to each other and they think and, and the kind of God thing starts yeah. speaking well, to but- them. I'm interested you describe it as the God thing, because I think I'd probably use language like that. I wonder, where do you see the divine at work in, in that stillness? I mean, and are, when you go still, are you connecting with the divine or are you connecting with yourself? Or is that the same thing or is there a difference? I, I just wonder how you'd explain it, if you um, can. Well, I think we're all, I think it's life. I think we're all part of the same network. Okay. I think we're all all I love connected. It. We're all connected. And I think mm. that's why we have to work together. And that's, mm. if you like, I mean, if I really stuck my neck out, I'd say, you know, it's all God, really, isn't it? Yes. Well, I have this phrase that I, you know, I sometimes say that, you know, I'm 
you know people say does god exist i sometimes wonder is is does anything else exist are there just different manifestations of the divine um which you may agree with or you may not but i'd, I'd like to sort of take us back to what you were saying about not having a set belief systems i mean i recently did a uh, an interview with a friend on the feminine divine and i wonder whether there's any crossover for you do you do you see god to use that loaded word um as a as masculine as male is that is that what you sort of see in your mind when when i say the word god or do you do you visualize or or sense something different um it's more of a not a him or a her but a they or an it mm. or um an energy interesting. really mm. interesting yeah um, but i may not necessarily agree with that may yeah. not be the quakers thinking that you know, that might not be an authentic uh traditional quaker doctrine because you don't have to believe that to be a quaker you, it's a kind of thing where you have to fight your own way through it and come out with something that is meaningful and that works for you so and the community so it's more of a way than mm. a does that make sense? It, it 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 does make sense, and I'm convinced that there is an emerging spirituality, or rather, that Christ. I mean, I suppose in my own tradition, I feel like Christianity needs reforming. We need a new kind of Christianity, a new kind of church. And I, I have felt for some time that medita meditation, I'd call it, but perhaps stillness is a less loaded word, is going to be an important part of that emerging spirituality. And certainly, this idea that you've talked about about actually everything is connected so we need mm. to be uh at giving each other a darn good listening to as we're fond of saying um <laughs> yeah yeah because that's the only way we can really move forward together by truly listening to one another i wonder is is this is this idea inclusive are there any people who shouldn't do i i, I in my own church tradition, you know, certain people are frowned upon because they're sinners and therefore, you know, they can only get so far in the church because, you know, unfortunately, they're very sinful and, they, you know, we're not going to bless what they do. I, I just wonder whether you have those same issues in the Quaker or whether actually there is inclusion and everyone is welcome. Uh, we try to be completely inclusive of everybody. Right. Wonderful. Try. Yeah. So, so people of differing sexualities, and you know, are 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 welcome to join meetings and to be included. Yeah, yeah. Mm, we had, um, well, we've had same-sex marriage since um, two thousand and nine. Mm. Okay, right. Um, we're doing a lot of work now on anti-racism, right, um, and trans as well. Excellent. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, we we work on the premise that everyone, you know, we're all God's children, so mm, everyone yeah. is the same. Sounds like, sounds like a terribly dangerous doctrine to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. I wonder if there's anything else you want to say. Is there any questions I should have asked, or anything else you want to say to mm. our to our listeners who are tuning in and? Uh... There's so much to say. <laughs> and you're a Quaker and you don't say much. <laughs> <laughs> we do. I mean, 
if you were to come to one of our social events, yeah, you'd find people who yeah talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> so it's it's like the outburst yeah. after the, the wild parties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those wild Quaker parties <laughs> when you've all been in yes. silence. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I d- I can't think of anything in particular although i probably will do in about 10 minutes time <laughs> <laughs> well uh listen and I, I want to thank you for taking time to be with us today i want to say that the book is called in search of stillness using a simple meditation to find inner peace it's by joanna wood it's available at all good bookshops and amazon um so um so that's uh, that's a plug for it. And uh, I, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. It's not a long book as well. We like shorter books as well. How many pages is it? It's only 20,000 words. It's only 20,000. Oh, but that sounds a lot when you say it like that. I I prefer if you say it's 84 pages or something yeah. like that. And that's, uh, that's, a, that's a readable book. In, and also, I, I should say that it's not, you don't have to read the whole thing. No. It's very you can practical. just pick out the bits that appeal to you because... I looked back at it the other mm. day and I thought, well, some of this is a bit, you know, why did I leave that in or mm. put that in or <laughs> say that? I mean, I think the best idea is to just pick out the bits that appeal to you and yeah. uh, ignore the rest, possibly. If and, you're not a Quaker, don't worry about it. Just, oh, no, you definitely yeah. don't need to be a Quaker. And also, like I say, you're you're relating to people. Uh, or that You'll find a meditation that is relevant to your situation. That's yeah. what I'm saying, if you go in there. So you can pick out the relevant bits and just do that. But I love this idea that we can develop a practice of inner stillness and that actually from that place, we're going to start making better decisions for our lives. That's what I've heard you saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I there's one little bit that I I decided today that I did like that I just to um, quickly mention. Yeah, um, it's about the cross. I think I read a fascinating book about um, Christian imagery, mm. and it says um, stillness, inner and outer, can be searched for and found in religious imagery. Those this is not something that Quakers generally look to. However, the cross may be a symbol of strength in the intersection of the two straight lines, which are so harsh and punishing. But the place where this happens is a point of stillness, of nowhereness. It is a stopping place where nothing or perhaps something occurs. There may be a spinning, a sense of spinning on the spot or even drilling down to the centre of going deeper within a ballet dancer turning on pointed toe. Mm, beautiful. So there's a, there you're advocating, um, just meditating on the cross there, I guess. I just thought I'd mention it because, um, I don't know, the cross has always been a powerful image to me, even mm. though we don't really make a big deal of it in Quakerism. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> Well, listen, Joanna, it's been such a joy to have you here. Thank, Thank you for you. writing the book. Thank you for taking the time. And we wish you, uh, well, uh, inner stillness as you, you as much. you move forward from here. Bless you. Thanks so much Thank for being you. here. Thank you. Well, that was great. That was Joe speaking to Joanna Wood, and uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, lots to think about there. We'll we'll come back and reflect on that in uh, an even more future episode when we are we are back live, as it were. 
Yes, indeed. But in the meantime, thank you very much for listening. Um, Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for those who recommend it to others. Thank you for... Just thank you. Yes, thank thank you. Thank you that you're still there. (laughs) Thank you for the music. The songs we're singing. Yes, I am so lucky. I am the girl with golden hair. That's that's a line that really speaks to me out of that song. Anyway, um, yes, thank you very much for being there. And uh, we'll be back with you. I have no idea when we're back with you now because it's so far in the future. I can't even think that far. But I'm guessing next week. But who knows? Yes, possibly. I mean, he is delirious because he needs a holiday. That's what's going on here. (laughs) Good good thing I'm having one then, isn't it? (laughs) See you, good people. Be kind. (laughs) 